Welcome to Wormhole with Max Dickens and Jack Barry. On this episode, why are Chinese people force-feeding themselves white people food? Who are the people buying the little cups with the boiled egg and the the spinach leaves? Who are the egg and spinach people? What happened when Jack did magic mushrooms with his dad? He spent two hours being like, these don't work. I don't think these have worked on me. Should we get some more? (laughs) Can we get some more? I don't think these have done anything. And I was like, I'm high as shit. So I'm pretty sure you're high as shit as well. Oh, and uh, sex raves you go to with your baby. The whole thing's a really confusing mashup. There's like Peppa Pig songs and girls gyrating. Yeah, and everyone's like, am I horny? Is it awesome? I don't know. There's so much to learn. So come, take my hand and come with us down the world. Hello, worms. Hello, worms. <laughs> Welcome, worms. So do you think people are going to enjoy being called worms? Are listeners to this now worms? Uh, well, it's either that or they're holes. <laughs> <laughs> I think worms is nicer. Yeah, wormies, wormsters. Um, Wormaholics. Team worm. Wormaholics is good. Wormaholics. Yeah. yeah, okay. Like workaholics. Yeah, but you're a wormaholic. Yeah. Okay. A My- wormholics. Yeah, okay. Wormholics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like people who lick wormhole. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But I mean, no one said that's not a word, so, <laughs> so wormaholics. wormaholics. Yeah. Okay. Welcome, wormaholics. Thanks for coming back to this 12 step program <laughs> to make you stop listening, <laughs> to make you stop licking your wormhole. So we're recording this just after Crimbo. Here we are. Here's a question for you. Christmas cards. Oh, yeah. How many did you get? Um, Maybe eight. Eight to ten, I'd say. That's the range I'm operating in. Yeah. Ask me how many I sent. How many did you send? Zero. Zero. <laughs> every year, zero, baby. Oh, dude, baby. There's just a couple of people that do it every year, and I really respect them. They're not all older people either. It's, I'm always getting one from my mum and dad and yeah. my grandma and my aunts and uncles. But then there are people my age who send them and I salute them. They're good people. So what I want to ask you is how long do you hold on to a greetings card after you've received it? Because oh. I've got... So I, I'm ruthless. Yeah. I don't... I, I kind of... It's nice to get a birthday card. Yeah. I've received a birthday card before in the post, opened it and gone, oh, that's nice. Oh, it's from Kev. That's nice. And just put it straight in the recycling. And not not even display it for well, a short time. No, I'm like, I get it. It breaks my heart. But you're right. Why hold on to it for any longer? I do have one, like, what if it's a homemade one that someone's put, like, time and effort into? Yeah, I think that would be psychotic to put that straight in the it's bin. It's straight in the bin. But how long are you going to keep that for? Are you going to display it? Have you got a shoebox somewhere in the house? With some of the best ones in? My wife keeps old nice cards in a shoebox. So do I, and I, and it's mad. Like, when we moved house, you're like, here's the shoebox of old birthday cards. And what? then it, they, I went through, like, another layer of filtration, and there were some that I was like, you, you're not that special. You can go now. <laughs> you're a birthday card from three years ago. In that box, do you have cards or letters from exes? Uh, oh, that's a good question. No, I don't think so. I think they've probably been they've probably been filled out by now. Do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I definitely probably were in there for a while. Yeah, I found a I was Polaroid. Probably, yeah, of an ex girlfriend in my wallet the other day. In your wallet? Yeah. How right, long? Was, how often are you looking in there? It was right by a condom. <laughs> <laughs> a rock hard condom. Yeah. From the nineteen nineties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Um, I, I, I hate it. But my center, my I don't know if it's like my my Catholic guilt that I was raised with or what, but that sort of sentimentality of like you can't throw away anything that someone's given to you. I find it crippling. I really hate it. I definitely would have had an ex girlfriend's birthday card in my possession. A year or two into my current relationship, I'd have thought. But I reckon I I probably did filter out at some point. Have you ever gone on Facebook, or and to send a message to someone you used to know really well, or maybe a girl ex-girlfriend yeah send them a message like like years later or receive one of them years later and then you can scroll up and see what all the all the former messages that you've sent and you realize how you used to talk yeah sort of language you used to use and how you used to feel about someone who you basically never think of anymore and have no and and i actually feel quite vengeful towards maybe (laughs) (laughs) but i can't get rid of gifts either i've got t-shirts that i've had for like 20 years the good thing about t-shirts though is you you, you t-shirts go and like a gradation it's a bit like mulch that falls falls on the soil and it gets deeper down and it ends up as coal uh, we ha- i have coal yeah. t-shirts where i bought them 15 years ago and they once a year i'll if i'm doing i don't know and hit, it's, gone, well, it's gone through different stages of yeah t-shirt. and now it's when i'm painting Oh, okay. A wall. Yeah. That's the t-shirt I'll wear. I, yeah, But yeah. I'm not going to wear my 50 quid wax London t-shirt. Oh, sorry. Did I just... <laughs> Whoops. Is that a brand? I've never even heard of it. It's wax London. Yeah. Was that a Christmas present? No, I bought it for myself. Oh, well actually. done. This is... This is I did get... Over the course of this I know, podcast. I did get um, some clothes from my mum for Christmas. Nice. She always gets me a long button-up shirt, uh, even though I never wear them. But you'll dig them out when you see her, maybe, and wear them? Yeah. The problem I have, though, I have shirts that I've kept for years because they were a present usually from my parents or maybe from my sister, and I can't throw it away because I'm like, that was a gift. But they don't even remember. Sometimes I'll wear a shirt that was given to me by, by them, and they'll go, that's a nice shirt. Where'd you get that? I go, you bought this for me. I would have thrown this away years ago if it hadn't been for that. You don't even care. Or worse, what the f- What are you wearing? Yeah. You fucking prick. You look terrible. What is that? But I dropped off years worth of stuff. It was like bags and bags and bags of stuff at the local charity shop after finally being convinced to have a clear out of my house. And they emailed me like a couple of months later being like, we sold all of your stuff and we made £12.39. <laughs> <laughs> but was it all like your funny T-shirts, like kissing instructor or whatever? Do you know what I mean? Those yeah, T-shirts. Female body inspector. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Loads of those. Yeah, let's play carpenter. First we get hammered and then I nail you. <laughs> Have you ever seen that one? No. Actually, no, I did <laughs> see it uh, in Cancer Research. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, um, good. In Peckham. Yeah, £12.39. Yeah, that's what I spent. And it went. But it's a time of year where ooh, people do spring cleans and they also uh, have a lot of time to waste going down wormholes. <sighs> I was reading about this craze that they have in, in China... Um, for eating white people food, <laughs> which apparently is a is a food craze in China. So white person food is. They a, describe it as being as bland and flavorless as possible. Like a like a baby bell and sort of half a, a, a sort of a white bread sandwich, sandwich with yeah. a bit of slice of cheese and and ham in it or something, and um, 
and they, they, they're eating this and they're posting a lot about it on social media in China. And they're just going, why would anyone do this? Is that the vibe? They're, no, they've got a reason for doing it. The reason for doing it is so that they can experience death and suffering. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is actually how they, they describe it. it. It came apparently from lots of white people, uh, from lots of Chinese people studying in European countries and America and being or, or working and being completely flabbergasted by the meals that their white counterparts would would eat and just go who would eat this boy who would eat this why are they doing this to themselves there's no joy in it whatsoever joyless joyless food just people sort of coming to to lunch and eating just a, a bag of baby carrots or something like that yeah or like one person said they were in switzerland they saw someone eating a bag of mushrooms frozen mushrooms that they defrosted <laughs> and were just eating them play well like slices i think so and they were just like there's no love or care no. or joy in this whatsoever so they want to recreate that to experience a life without joy and and full of suffering. Do you, I th- I, do you know what I thought of the other day when I was in Pret? Who are the people buying the little cups with the boiled egg and the, s- oh and my the spinach God. leaves? Yeah. Who are the egg and spinach people? I saw someone buy one the other day, but why? But w- what are they saving themselves for? I don't know. What else do these people do? I reckon these are the sort of people that have sex through a sheet. They must be. <laughs> the good quote that they had at the end of this article that I was reading about it. Chinese people in Europe have shared similar assessments with one person in Germany saying they have a colleague whose lunch has not changed for 10 years. It is a handful of oatmeal mixed with low-fat yogurt and half an apple and a carrot. If such a meal is to extend life, what is the meaning of life? (laughs) (laughs) Which is such an amazing philosophical way of looking at it, but it's so true. I think you can learn so much about our culture and about people through the food. Yeah. Like, like, like in France, they eat chocolate for breakfast. Says a lot they, about... They, they're here for a good time, not yeah. a long time. In Italy, if you've ever been to Italy, they have their, their lunch on a, on, a, on a Tuesday is it two hours long. But they, they all live forever. Yeah. Don't they as well? They, so, but they are, yeah, they're living it up. They're having wine with lunch and then they're going back to work. They're having a, having a quick kip. Why not? Yeah. We're having a packet of crisps on the tube. Yeah, we're having a... From, one business meeting to our squash ladder <laughs> match or something or just crying into our boots meal deal our, our, our aim seems to be to live as long and as miserably as possible just stick it out for as long as possible eat healthy don't treat yourself too much just keep going but actually i feel like also we drink so much alcohol are we eating this crap so that we can then just drink as much as we want. Undoing all our good work. But also this that, boring That's food. what we're saving it for. Yeah. We're like, well, if I just eat a couple of boiled eggs from Pret for lunch, then that means I can have seven pints <laughs> after work. <laughs> so that'd be worth it. But I think I, I agree on one level, but on another level, there's a whole other tribe, which is the opposite of this. So I think I WhatsApp you about this. I was getting so annoyed about this, this kind of new thing that's emerging which is these food vloggers. Yeah. And they're always they're on Instagram and they're all like, you know, 25-year-old lads. And they're like, today I'm in Brighton and I'm looking for the dirtiest burgers, the most mental calzone and the wettest ramen. Let's go. Then there's all these jump Look at the drip on that. And they're sort of eating a big thing with their hands. Yeah. They're like, oh, look, it's all dribbling down my chin. And they're just grinning all the way through. And then, you know, there's a jump cut and they're they're pulling apart a cheese-toasted sandwich like an accordion, all the cheese. Just melted and, going like, ah, and then it's like wanking themselves off with a burrito. Yeah. Um, what's happened? Like it used to, food used to be, it was just part of life. Now for some people, it's literally, 
Every their day. entire existence. And it's become its own separate personality type. Yeah. Like its own thing. And you, yeah. you that's in place of a personality. That can't be enough. At your eulogy, it can't be like, oh, um, Steve, um, well, he really loved his food. Well, obviously. He queued for two hours to get the nastiest ribs in York. <laughs> and it was worth it. And that was his personality. <laughs> I just got back from Amsterdam. And in Amsterdam, there was like, you walk past, there was like a cookie rest, there was a cookie shop, mm. which had a queue round two blocks. Oh. People waiting to go in this one. Over the road, there was an identical cookie shop. And I was like, why are you guys all queuing for this one cookie shop? And they were like, oh, we've seen it on TikTok. I was like, you're morons. Twats. You're absolute morons. But, but this is, these food vloggers, they'll say like, oh yeah, all we want to do is discover the, the dirtiest, coolest stuff and share it with people. And it's like, yeah. you know, helping people discover stuff. But actually all they do is they just ruin places because yeah. someone watches it and then you get a queue forever yeah. and then no actual normal people can, can go to it. And the people serving us were thinking, oh, fucking great. Then we've got a queue I've around got, the block forever. I've got to serve 1,000 twats the with iPhones yeah. today. It's a marketing though, isn't it? Everything's, everything's marketing. This is what I always say about my comedy career. I don't sell any <laughs> tickets for my fucking comedy tours. <laughs> everyone wants to go and queue up and see the cool comedian they've seen on TikTok no one's coming to see old Jack Barry because I can't get my bloody TikTok in order you wait, this it's all marketing it's yeah. all a popularity contest luckily we're both brilliant at marketing so this podcast is guaranteed to blow up yeah so speaking of which get tickets now for our live podcast recording at Wembley Stadium uh, sponsored in, by in Patty and Bart <laughs> it's something to do with the fact that life is too safe now Mm. everything's too easy people have got too much time yeah people have got um they're too comfortable back in the olden days you think about 16th 17th 15th century medieval times take me back to the olden days <laughs> but no one was <laughs> obsessing about who's got the dirtiest burger no one was doing food vlogs why well instagram didn't exist obviously True. b wasn't much food c Everyone was dead or dying, right? So they, had, they gave them perspective. They had to cling to life. They Every clinging. day was a fight for survival. They had no time to scour the earth for the best vegan gelato. They were just trying not to get TB. But, na but now, it's, it's too easy. So we've got time to just obsess about nothing. I think a lot of people would say that's a good thing, though. No, it's <laughs> the most narcissistic thing to be obsessed by. It's sure it's narcissistic. But I think, objectively... Maybe it's better that people can queue for vegan gelato than okay. have TB. Yeah, it's, it, <laughs> arguably that's an advance. But the, that's called progress, but I you guess. Cannot get. It's, it's about people's obsessions, right? Yeah. You cannot get a more narcissistic obsession than being a foodie because it literally benefits no one apart from yourself. Because all you're thinking about is what you're putting in your mouth. You're not taking part in anything. You're just stuffing your mouth. I feel sad. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole point yeah so this was a wormhole that you went down what was your favourite one that you found I, I can't remember the names of them because they're all the same they're all blokes with old band t-shirts and sort of beards and and vintage caps and they're, they're not they're, defending they're, them they're running around seaside towns going like ah! and, and just and covered in gravy and everything is dirty and cheeky I just think just relax I mean everyone needs to relax for sure that's the main problem with social media I agree that people are too foodie. I do agree with that. It's I so do the, the long queues. There's a bakery near me that I want to try, but there's like a queue. It's like a half hour queue every every Saturday morning to go get bread from this one bakery in Camberwell, and I'm like, it's can't, oh, it can't be that good. I've eaten bread, <laughs> you know. 
bread's bread. There's good bread, there's better bread, but I can't believe it's a half hour cute bread. Yeah. There's no, like... It's so smug, though, so you can go, like, mm, uh, I'm a bit of a foodie. Translation, mm, I'm just a bit more engaged than you and I, I, haven't I know a bit more than say. you and actually I've got slightly higher standards and uh, well that's true yeah. but most people do have higher standards than me I'll eat fucking anything I'm a little <laughs> I'm a little shit bag you'll eat fucking <laughs> I'll eat anything I'll lick it off the floor if you put it if you put a bit of parmesan on it oh so you've still got some standards oh yeah 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 it's gotta have it's gotta have some parmesan on it yeah there's another there's another trope I've noticed I noticed it first in a food place yeah but i think it's in advertising generally which is this word right yeah the, oh, it walked past it It was near bank and it was a sandwich shop and in the window it said big letters you deserve a better sandwich yeah. you see i see this language all the time like you you deserve the best a, a holiday where you can really relax you deserve a hundred percent authentic fair trade leather like that language of you deserve i always think like you don't know what i deserve i'm a piece of shit yeah i don't deserve anything i i deserve a smack bottom is yeah what I deserve. I sh- I sh- i've escaped prison many times <laughs> um i let down everyone who loves me i'm lazy i get up late i drink too much I've done nothing to hurt anyone else in my whole life. Not, I don't deserve sandwich. a good sandwich. Pooey sandwich is the best you deserve. <laughs> my dad turned 70 this year. Yeah. And it, I didn't know what to get him for a, for a gift. But he'd been saying for the last couple of years, because in all my shows, I always talk about doing magic mushrooms and, and how great they are. And he was like, I've never done magic mushrooms before. I, I, I want to try them. So my, my partner was like, why don't you take him to Amsterdam and do shrooms with him for the first time? So I took him for his 70th birthday yeah. this year. We went just before Christmas. His birthday was in June. It took a yeah. long time for us to have like a few days that we were both free. But yeah, I took him to Amsterdam and, and we did shrooms. That's what we were on our way to do when we saw the people queuing for the cookies. It right. was like, oh, you're getting cookies, are you? See you later, suckers. We're going to go get high. Thank God he hadn't had shrooms before he talked to those people. Yeah, that could have been, that could have been dicey. I was, that was the main thing I wasn't expecting with being high that high with my dad <laughs> was worrying about him talking to people. I saw a video. I think you put it on Instagram. Yeah. And it was... a. A video of your dad playing with a water fountain. Yeah, trying to figure out the water fountain. And he was just fascinated by it. And then he kept on giggling and looking at you being like, oh, what is this all about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, was, he was really scandalized by what it was doing. It's just apparently the water fountains in Holland, they just have like a little stream of water, which is comes straight up. up in the air like yeah. a fountain. It's not like where you press the handle and then it comes out. Yeah, in an arc. But he kept on being like, what's he doing? Why is he doing that? And I was like, I think that's just what it does. And he couldn't get his head around the fact that they would have a different type of water fountain. But my dad's a bit like that anyway, at the best of times. He'll always be like, he can't really empathise with anybody doing anything differently to how he would do it, you know? Yeah. He's like, why are you doing that? That's, why would anyone want to go and watch a thing that I don't like? And you're like, well, because other people might like it. So I'll be like, well, oh, nah, that doesn't sound plausible. Often when people do magic mushrooms, they come out and go, do you know what? It really made me see a different reality. But your dad's gone, no, no, it turns out I was right all along. I think maybe he does double down harder than ever. Yeah. yeah. He did. So it was like classic person does drugs for the first time. He spent two hours being like, these don't work. I don't think these have worked on me. Should we get some more? <laughs> Can we get some more? I don't think these have done anything. And I was like, I'm high as shit. 
So I'm pretty sure you're high as shit as well. And then he would sort of keep trying to like, he just was chatting absolute nonsense. And I was like, you're definitely high. But I think he was just expecting it to be different from what it was. Like I was getting visuals. You know, when you sort of get visuals on shrooms, it's just like the table is moving. He was expecting like fireworks to be going off. Yeah. An elephant to come So out where were you? Were you? We were just wandering around a park in yeah. Amsterdam. And that was the other thing. I sort of said to him, I was like, he always needs to be going somewhere and doing something. Yeah. Like my dad's idea of a really good holiday is not really any enjoyment of the holiday while it's happening. He's sort of really thinking about going home and talking to his friends and telling them the list of things that he's managed to do while he's been on the holiday. So like, you know, he'll be like, that's great. We we saw that. Not many people see that. We'll be able to tell people that we saw that when we get back. And so that's his idea of like a really good holiday. And so I said to him, look, when you're on shrooms, it doesn't matter (laughs) what you're doing. It's just you're doing it. Yeah. You know, it's the journey. It's not the destination. Just there. Yeah. And he was, and so I said, look, we'll generally walk towards a park and I reckon we'll see some funny stuff while we're in the park. It'd be good to see some nature. But, you know, we'll, we'll make our way there and we'll figure it out as we go. And he kept on being like, I haven't seen a single blade of grass yet from this fucking park. Like we've been walking <laughs> for like an hour. And he's like, where's this fucking park? I haven't seen anything. And I was like, it doesn't matter. Just look at that. It's moving. The wall is moving. You see that? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And we're just like giggling our tits off. And uh, we're just sort of wandering around the park for a while. And he's so high, but constantly telling me that he's not high. I can tell that he's just, he's trying to like string a sentence together. And he's like, why? Do you ever think, you know, why? 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 Just why? Why? That's the main question. And nobody's asking it. Why? (laughs) And then you can see that it is getting into his subconscious a little bit. Because he's like, why? That's why I got sacked from my job 20 years ago, because I asked why. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's where your brain's going now, is it? Like, that, that's clearly unlocking something in his subconscious. It was really fun. But my, my uh, yeah, my mum was sort of texting me before the trip, sort of saying, I hope this mushroom trip really sorts your dad out, because he's never going to go to therapy. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> so he's like wandering around this park. And then he was like, I want a drink. Let's go get a drink. And he just starts walking into this five-star hotel. And I was like, no, we can't just wander in there. We're tripping our balls off. And usually when you're on shrooms, I find that I have to sort of really slowly acclimatize myself to any change of environment. You're like, okay, we're outside. But now we're going inside. Okay, how are we going to plan going inside? Let's think about it. How is that going to make us feel? And then when you get inside, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, inside is nice. Yeah, yeah okay, I can come around to this. But dad just sort of was like bowling around all over the place. And I was like, no, I can't. You need to slow yeah. down. So um, I was sort of like running after him. And then he was like, you're embarrassed to go anywhere with me. <laughs> and I was like, I'm really not. I'm just, we're really high. Yeah. And that was a classy hotel. We can't just wander in there. And eventually we sort of like found ourselves in this pub and, uh, and just ma- somehow managed to order like a round of drinks and then just sat in the corner giggling our tits off for like a <laughs> couple of hours. It was a great time. Yeah. And it was funny, like, I feel I do feel like the people of Amsterdam actually found us quite charming, which I which I quite yeah, like. I, <laughs> I think everyone thinks that. I do think so. Because I feel like I've been on lads trips before to Amsterdam and you're like, uh, we're we're all a bunch of arseholes. Like I can like obviously, you know, Amsterdam did that whole campaign last summer, didn't they? No assholes. Yeah, and it's basically like, if you're thinking about coming here on like a lad's trip or a stag do, don't bother coming, go somewhere else. And that really worked. And it, and it really did, like, 
Did it? <laughs> I think it has. Like, I think lots less like English lads groups have been going to Amsterdam since then. So they obviously like they're fed up with it. Obviously, they're fed up with the English people going there and getting high. But everyone that we came across seemed to just find it really funny. They were like, "This is your dad," and I'd be like, "Yeah, it's his seventieth birthday present." They were like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" And like, they all seemed to love it, um, which I kind of wasn't. Uh, that was quite funny. Yeah, people were very flirty with us. The Dutch. Yeah, like just waitresses everywhere we went. <laughs> I could. Sorry, I don't trust anything you say because, as you say, you were tripping your balls off. I was. Yeah, I was. One please. thing that waitresses find really hot <laughs> is a guy is and his seventy-year-old dad, dad tripping on the on the Yeah, ordering a cheeseburger. I really felt like that's what was happening, though. We went out for lunch, though. like we went out for dinner one of the nights, and uh, I mean, they're waitresses. I get. I guess they have to flirt, don't they? That's sort of their job. Uh, like, is, that, <laughs> is that how they get a tip? Um, but I was just like, I was telling my dad this stupid story. We were like just having dinner, and then this waitress comes over, and she was she came up to bring us some of the food that we'd ordered, and then she was like, "What happened in the story?" And I was like, "Oh, sorry, I've got a really loud voice. Can everyone in this in this restaurant hear the story that I'm telling?" And she was like, "No, but I was just over at the bar making a drink, and I heard the beginning of your story, and it was so funny that I've been listening to the whole story as you've been telling it, and now I want to know how it finishes." So I was telling her this story. And then she was like, you guys are like a sort of dynamic father-son duo, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, this is my dad. And she was like, you're going to get into some real mischief tonight. J- Jack, <laughs> Jack, when you went into this uh, cafe restaurant, was there a big red light on in the door? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. And the waitress, she'd been standing in the window when we got there. Okay, and did, yeah. was, were her tits on display? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And did, did she ask for like 300 euros at the end? <laughs> is that how much it is? you've revealed yourself some friends of mine went to amsterdam uh when they were teenagers and um one of them wanted a blowjob one of the sex workers so he asked my friend to go over and ask her how much it would be and he said and he said how much for a blowjob and she said 30 euros and then he said, it's not for me, it's for my friend over there. And she looked at him and went, 40 euros. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really want to know what increased the price as well. I don't know, but none of us ever told him. Yeah. We felt so bad. We were like, this is going to hammer his confidence. We can't let him know uh, that, that, that he was more expensive <laughs> to give a blowjob than our mate. This actually links on to, a, to a, another wormhole that I uh, have read about recently. Right. Apparently, there's this thing in London that, that, that was happening earlier this year. It's a, like a cabaret. It's like a rave. It's called the Cabababa Rave. And it's uh, got like sexy performers in bondage gear doing acrobatic maneuvers and uh, drag artists and sort of rave music. But it's in the middle of the afternoon, and uh, it's for parents with babies. <laughs> Do you, are babies into that? Apparently. Apparently there's sensory moments for the babies. I don't know what that means. Like glow-in-the-dark strap-ons. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, yeah, like a, yeah, a G-string yeah. With, uh, with Peppa Pig on it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the whole thing's a really confusing mashup. There's like Peppa Pig songs and girls gyrating. Yeah, and everyone's like, am I horny? Is it awesome? Yeah. I don't know. But I guess it's got sort of lights and music to kind of amuse the babies. 
but then yeah, the gyrating and the sexiness is is for the parents. Yeah, and they just the, the organizer says it's for parents who are sick of listening to the fucking wheels on the bus. So now the wheels on the bus get fucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the wheels on the bus as they spin around, you snort a line of ket off them <laughs> that you've set up. Do you need to bring your baby to that? Well, I'm not. I'm not a parent, so maybe. What it's else are you hard. doing? What else are you? To me, this kind of speaks to all the people that I know who are having babies, and they're like, "It's the best thing ever," and I love having a baby. And then you're like, "Well, why are you all really desperate to do anything other than just hang out with your baby?" It really does seem like having a baby is really boring and hard work. Yeah. People are like inventing more and more ridiculous things to do to distract you from the fact that you've got a baby. Like there's baby like comedy club, there's baby cinema trip, there's all this stuff that people baby do. yoga, yeah, there's baby everything. But that sort of makes more sense because if you're if you're say a mum or you're a dad and you think God I've been with this little one for so long, I'm I'm bored I want to do something but yeah. I can't leave the baby at home or I can't afford childcare yeah so I'll take at least that kind of makes sense whereas you no one's going God I do you know what I, I really miss. The fuck dungeon. I wish I could. I wish there was an option. I wish I could just get down there to put my little one in a papoose and go down and just just for a sense of normalcy. Yeah, go you down. know, K- kebaba, abra kebaba, or what it's called. And have someone's tits rubbed in my face. I just want to remember what it's like to be an adult. Although, if you want to do that with kids, do it with a baby because babies don't remember, do they? Well, no, well, who knows? I guess you don't know what kind of subconscious thing this might effect this might have. Yeah. But it might be a good one. You have no idea until you kind of... I feel like seeing someone dance in bondage gear. Every single baby that got taken there will end up president. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I think, all gonna I be, don't think they're that's... all going to be Nobel Prize winning scientists. I don't think that makes any sense at all. I think I, I, I'm convinced that's what's going to happen. <laughs> no. It's going to awaken their sensory parts of their brain in ways that we can't even imagine. What's going to happen is when they're like five... Um, a parent's going to come to do pick-up from nursery or something, and they're going, to, can we have a word? Like, yeah, 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 what's up? Tom was leading around one of the girls today like a dog. Oh. Um, with like a dog collar on. Oh, yeah. And uh, insisting that the dog call him daddy. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, that's, um, that's, yeah that's, and that's a problem. Well, um, I just think it was uh, maybe not particularly nice for the individual on the end of the leash. Were they consenting to being dog daddy? Well, yes, I suppose they were, yeah. Well, then what's the problem? Right. Well, um, have a good evening. (laughs) (laughs) If if my dad doesn't want to do mushrooms, I'll tell you what he does want to do. Baby rave. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's really weird if you don't currently have a baby <laughs> do you think they that's like a, how they check your ID when you go in and just check your baby yeah show us your baby I haven't got one you've got a fake baby <laughs> use this fake ID I haven't got one I just want to be near it I just want to be in the rave that's weird we went to uh, when I was at Edinburgh Fringe uh, one year uh, shall I say her name she wouldn't mind me saying her name Lou Sanders, <laughs> my friend, the comedian Lou Sanders. She doesn't drink, so she organises like other activities for people to do. And she was like, let's go to a trampoline park. Yeah. And it was like, great, I guess we'll go to a trampoline park. As soon as we get there, it's weird that we're there without kids. 
Yeah. Every other adult in the building has a child with them and none of them are trampolining. Everyone on the trampolines <laughs> is <laughs> 10 years old and it's just us, like a bunch of 30-year-olds jumping around. It was immediately so embarrassing. This, this happened. And then my knee went. And so then I'm like the old guy with the bat, like the, someone has to come out and I had to sign like a risk form and they're like icing my knee. Yeah. Cause, and it's like, and all the kids are just like, why is that old man on the trampoline? Yeah. And then the ambulance had to come in, they had to shut the whole park and you ruined a nine year old. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, I organized. Me screaming and vomiting in pain all over the birthday boy. <laughs> ah, it hurts. <laughs> don't worry timmy just carry on blowing out your candles i'm yeah. like give me the candles i'm on pay you know just burning myself with the candles trying to feel something else just eyeballing him and going <laughs> never get old this is your future i'm your future jimmy just shaking him <laughs> like that let go of my son i'm like i can't let go well that's the end of another wormhole extravaganza we dug we dug the hole we got into the hole and we've covered a, a big breadth of uh, quite important material. How to bond with your dad on magic mushrooms. Yeah. How to eat more interestingly. And how to get a trampolining centre shut down. Little casts that we've left all over the beach from our wormholes. God bless worms. Thanks for listening. Go well, worms. Hello, producer Trav here. You may know me from other much more successful podcasts, but now I'm editing this whole shit. Wormhole's theme music is by Ben Osborne, and our artwork was designed by Alexandra Turner. It would mean a lot to us if you would subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed it, number one, are you alright, mate? Number two, consider telling a friend or your therapist and you could even leave a short review helps more people to find us and it makes our lives way less meaningless if you want to complain about the episode please reach out to max or jack on instagram they do not pay me nearly enough to run that department too all right that's it it's finished now climb back out the wormhole take your rubbish with you and we'll see you next week I went to go out once. Yeah, there was literally a kid in front of me who it was like he was like a Disney kid that had just come to life. We were queuing behind him, and it was just him and his mum. And the and he kept on telling, he kept on stopping before every single thing and going, "If you dream it, you can do it." And then his mum would be like, "Yeah, okay." And then he he kept on sort of stopping, going, "If I believe in myself, I can do anything." And she was obviously so embarrassed because he was like causing a huge queue because he kept on stopping to give her sort of heartfelt little things like that. But it ended in tragedy, didn't it? Because he later threw himself off a fifty-foot-high platform, and it turns out if you dream it, you can do it. Yeah, that was what he wrote in his suicide note. <laughs> I wasn't saying it was <laughs> right. Of course I wasn't. Of course I wasn't fitching a, a joke or a bit where a kid kills himself at go eight. This is how you're choosing to end the podcast. That's what I thought your mind was going. No. Well, you were saying that he would dream that he could fly or something. Yeah. And he'd fucked it. it was just, yeah. Yeah. It's meant to be like a simple That's what play people... on. You can dream it, you can do it. Not a death wish. Well, maybe we'll cut that bit. I don't know, though. No, I, knowing Travis, that will... He'll put a sound effect to that. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) 
If you can dream it, you can do it. She believed in me, and now I believe in myself. Yep, Max was right. It's always worth sticking around to the end.